It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast on a Monday in studio. Unexpectedly, I'm James Erpine. Welcome in. A lot to get to. Richard Skinner of Local 12 coming up in just a few minutes. Plus, I'll talk with William Jackson III on today's show. And Mark Walton caught up with the former Miami running back, the rookie, who uh, I was told is going to get touches this year in a backfield with Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard. So that'll be interesting. The Bengals are high on Mark Walton, and so I figured it'd be cool to sit down and talk with him. Haven't talked to him since OTAs. You'll hear that conversation today as well. As always, you can follow on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcast. And I was at Family Day on Saturday, and it's a great event. There's awesome stuff for the kids. There's face painting and different stuff that that they have at Paul Brown Stadium. And after the game, you fans got to come down and walk on the field. And there were a couple things that stood out from family day. Billy Price has had some snap issues and they continued on Saturday. John Ross now has a, a case of the drops, had a couple drops on Saturday and by a couple, one really didn't matter. And I, this isn't me just being a Ross homer. It was a four yard play to the left side on third down in the red zone. So even if he catches it, he would have been down and then they would have kicked the field goal anyway. So that one didn't matter. Also dropped a 23 yard like perfect ball from Matt Barkley that would have been a touchdown. The good news is that uh, Ross continues to get open. Ross continues to look faster, stronger, and better than he did as a rookie. And uh, the good news is with Billy Price, well, he hasn't had a lot of reps yet. I'm not really concerned with that because he missed OTAs. He missed training camp. And the thing I said today on ESPN 1530, and I'll say it again here on the Locked on Bengals podcast, it's pretty simple. Billy Price is a guy who needs those reps. He had two, seriously, two snaps total as a center with the quarterback under center in college. Two. After that, it was all shotgun. It was just all shotgun snaps. So he needs to get those reps, and it he didn't get them in OTAs. He didn't get them in minicamp, so now he's trying to play catch-up. Do I think he'll be good to go for week one? I do. Do I think he's going to be able to make it happen? I do. But is it a little concerning? Sure. Absolutely it is. And uh, for more on that, let's welcome him in. He's Richard Skinner. I uh, talked to him earlier today on ESPN 1530. He's on Twitter, at Local12Skinny. And I started off by asking Richard about some negative takeaways, the bad. Let's start with the bad, uh, the stuff that stood out that he doesn't like or concerns him so far from what he's seen in training camp. Well, first and foremost, where the, where the ball begins play, snapping the football from, from center to quarterback, um, Billy Price has pretty much had at least an issue all but one day of camp, had multiple issues with multiple guys on Saturday. T.J. Johnson's had a couple of issues with that. Um, You know, when the offensive coordinator makes a comparison to his eighth-grade son uh, being able to do that in in football practices, and the head coach makes it a point uh, that that he's not very happy and he's a little concerned with it, then then I think you have to be be concerned with that. And I think the other part, obviously, is still the the, the right side of the offensive line. I've seen some some good things. It's, It's completely hard to tell when they're not tackling on defense, but I've seen some good things out of Trey Hopkins. I've seen some decent things out of Cedric Oboehe. 
But, uh, you know, they keep rotating guys through, and it'll probably be till the end of camp before we have an answer there. So those, those are some major ones, and, and they both, unfortunately, involve the offensive line. Yeah, the, the offensive line certainly a concern. I will say, just based on the last couple of years to now, I think it's improved. Now, how much yeah. has it improved? We're not really, really going to get to know the answer until maybe preseason games start, until maybe week one against Indianapolis. It is better. I guess the question is how much better. Yeah, I mean, I mean Billy, Billy Price has done a good job blocking. I mean, you watch him, he, he, he's done a pretty good job. He's, he's pretty athletic. Um, he's occasionally gotten to the second level. And you hope that the snap stuff is something that just it will be fixed because he's just not used to it. And he seems diligent enough to make it eventually work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're two weeks into it. And, and, yeah, I mean, you don't see major leaks, right? You, you see some, uh, you know, they, they've been blitzing the last few days in training camp, and there's a little bit of hard time with that. And, and, the, and there's an occasional – uh, when when defensive linemen twist up front, you can see some guys aren't on the same page there. But you don't see complete jailbreak stuff like it felt like you saw the last last couple of years. I think some of that is 77, Cordy Glenn at left tackle just envelops people. Clint Bowling's always been a steady left guard. Suddenly, at least you got half the line where you're thinking, okay, that part's taken care of. We can help a guy on the right side. Last year it was, oh, my gosh, we got to help the right side guy, the left side guy, the right guard. It was a, it was a train wreck. And, <laughs> Um, you know, it, you know it look, at least right now you've got it looks like a half of the line settled, and that sounds simplistic, but that's about what it is. You've got half the line settled, now it's time to find the other half of the line. Richard Skinner of Local 12 is joining us here on Cincy 360. I'm James Erpine. Follow him on Twitter, at Local12Skinny. And you mentioned Billy Price and the snap issues, and, and I've seen this a lot on Twitter, and I think fans forget Russell Bodine had plenty of snap issues. He had his fair share of issues that weren't just blocking. It was other stuff. And he had to work his way through those as well. Is that, is that fair to say that the Bengals are a little concerned, but overall they assume that Price by week one will be able to, to dodge these issues, get them out of his system? Yeah, and, and, and Russell's were really shotgun snaps. I mean, he, he, um, he, he, went, you know, he was working on a, in a system in college where you know, he snapped it when he felt like he was ready to snap it. He went on kind of a silent count. It was his decision. And so he had a hard time getting used to that. And um, it was funny. He had all those problems his first year at training camp. And then really when the regular season started, he rarely had, had snap issues. He had blocking issues, yes, but rarely had snap issues. So I just I think for Billy, Billy, you know, said he, he had literally snapped with a guy under center two snaps in his entire college career, two. And I'm not making an excuse for him because you've got to do it. You're a center. Um, but I, I think it's one of those that the more he gets used to it, um, the more he relaxes a little bit, I think the better off he will be. We, we asked Frank Pollock if, if there was kind of a common thread because a couple of us that cover the team um, you know, during the, the mock game on Saturday uh, made a point. It, it feels like it always comes on like the first snap of a series or the first snap of a, of a team session. It's almost like he's so amped up that, that he, he, um, you know, he, he pulls away too quickly, and, and maybe that's it. Uh, Frank Pollock didn't say there was a common denominator. He didn't think there was a common thread to it other than he needs to fix it. Um, and maybe that's it. I, I do think it is fixable. If, if, if this was a guy that was sailing shotgun snaps left, right, low, high, sideways, um, all those things, I think you'd have an issue. We're talking about a simple center quarterback exchange that I think does get fixed. He's Richard Skinner of Local 12. And uh, speaking of getting fixed, you mentioned you were at the mock game. I was there as well. And I watched John Ross drop a deep ball. It's not the first time we've seen it. Uh, it was a 26-yard touchdown to be that uh, Matt Barkley put right on the money in the right mm -hmm. side in the corner of the end zone. John dropped it, and I've seen him drop a multiple in practice as well. I see fans getting a little antsy. Um, how antsy, how worried are the Bengals about Ross 
Because it seems like he's getting open, but now he's not holding on to the ball as much as I think they'd like. Yeah, they didn't sound like it. Although, anytime you ask Marvin Lewis a question about John Ross, he just doesn't want any part of it. I think he feels like we talk about John too much, which we really don't. But, I, yeah, you've seen it. I don't know if you were there at camp. I know you've been there a ton. I don't know if you were there today. John dropped a perfect deep ball from Andy Dalton. It was a little well, – John had to reach his arms out a little bit, but, I mean, it was a perfect throw. Uh, I think part of the good news is, guess what John's getting? John's getting separation, right? And that's what he does. Um, I, you, you know, look, guys are going to drop balls, and sometimes the speed guy is going to drop balls. Some guys are going so fast. I mean, literally, your eyeballs are jiggling. And I'm not making an excuse for John. I mean, anybody that's ever played the outfield or tried to catch a deep pass, think about when you've been running, your eyeballs are jiggling. Some of those guys are running so fast, you know, that, that it's just, I think, a concentration and focus thing for him. The good part is it's not – it is chronic to some degree because it seems like there's at least one a day, but it's not chronic enough where it's three out of every four balls or four out of every five balls. It's one out of every – uh, seven, eight, nine, ten, and that's probably still too much for an NFL caliber wide receiver to have. But I think the other part is um, the the more he can he can make an occasional big play, even if he's going to drop one eventually, it's going to scare defenses enough to affect them. And I think that's the thing that John can do. But yeah, I mean the per, the pass on Saturday has it has to be caught. Has to be the one from Andy in practice the other day. Has to be caught. We're not talking about contested catches in traffic. The ones that AJ Green make, where you're like, wow, how did he do that? These are simple throws, simple catches that, that have to be made. Yeah, they certainly have to be made, and, and you're right. I was at, at camp the, the day uh, that the perfect ball by Andy was dropped, and it was the day, funny enough, or however you want to say it, where it seems like the, the Bengals said, hey, we're investing in these young guys. We believe in them, and they moved on for Brandon LaFell that morning. Uh, I didn't really ask you about it. What are your quick thoughts on uh, Brandon LaFell and the Bengals deciding to move on? Yeah, I was surprised they maybe didn't do it before now. Maybe it was a, a whole let's just let's make a wasted roster spot because he doesn't play special teams, been a pro, and you hear the cost thing. It didn't. They, I mean, they could have had a little savings if they'd have done it early. We have what we think we have, and I think once camp came and, and they saw that, and Brandon didn't have a very good start to camp either, James, as you saw. I mean, he was dropping a couple of balls and just didn't look very interested at times. Uh, I think it was the right thing all the way around to do. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Richard Skinner, local twelve, uh, local twelve dot com, is with us. As far as the uh, the defense goes, what are some things that uh, have stood out to you so far during camp? Uh, the, the guys up front. I mean, I, I think you have such good depth. You know, Ryan Glasgow and, and Andrew Billings. I think have done a nice job inside a tackle. Um, Carl Lawson at times has just been a beast coming off the edge. Um, you know what you got in Carlos Dunlap. You know what you've got in uh, in, in Geno Atkins. Um, I'd like to see a little more Andrew Brown. He's been hurt a little bit. Chris Baker's been working in there. I mean, you you are literally um, too deep. Sam Hubbard's had his moments, uh, um, um, too, so I don't want to discount him. He's, he's played for Jordan Willis. I thought uh, I made a, a, just a mental note. I didn't make a, a note note of it, but I thought he played really well in the mock game on Saturday. It's hard to tell because you don't tackle, but it seemed like he was he was in the backfield or at the line of scrimmage in, in a place to make stops either for a loss or for little to no gain. So you've got um, you've got eight really good guys up front, and maybe you you know they like they like the idea of a rotation. You give guys you know fifty percent of snaps each, and maybe you know Geno gets sixty five seventy percent. You keep guys fresh, especially through September, um, especially the you know you got those first two back to back games. I think that's a, a strength. I think you're still sorting out things at linebacker, um, and I, I think that's a, a work in progress. And, and I think you're also. I got to tell you, James, I would hold my breath. As much as people don't like Drake Kirkpatrick from time to time and, and, and worry about his coverage skills, I don't know what you got behind him. Uh, there's not a guy I've seen other than maybe Sojourn Shelton, who is really a journeyman for the most part, and, and he's hurt. He hurt his, his wrist early in camp and has still been in a cast. The young corners have struggled. Tavari Russell struggled. Josh Shaw was playing with a third team one night, and he struggled. 
Um, I'm holding my breath because I, I, I think you're fine with your main three corners. But, boy, after that, in a league where you need more than probably three corners, um, I'd be a little bit worried there. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally worried there and because I'm surprised Russell has been as bad up to this point as too. he's been. I, I thought he was going to grab a hold of that fourth spot. And, and that being said, you're right. All three of your top corners I think is fine. If Dre's your third, right. that's pretty good. Or if Darquez in a contract year is your third, but all three have had injury issues – and it's a it's a natural uh, progression to to bring up Adam Jones. Look, he's still out there, and I know they signed a, a corner at the end of last week. Right. But I think Adam Jones, if this continues through the preseason, I think he could certainly be in play. Yeah, I was a little surprised. Not a ton. I was a little surprised when they, they signed him. As I mentioned, they signed a corner on Saturday, C.J. Goodwin, and we'll see him at, at practice here in just a little bit today for the first time. Um, he's on his fourth team since the 2018 or since the 2017 season ended. He's been on four teams in the off season, so um, obviously he's not a, probably a, a long term answer. I've got to think that that at some point, if if you don't think you're getting answers at backup corner that you need, that you probably do place a, a call to Adam Jones. Um, I was a little surprised the Browns didn't sign him. That, that actually worries me maybe a little bit that. Um, either they sign him or they, they, they worked him out with the thought process of, hey, down the road, we have an opening, we'll get you. I thought it was more trying to get him immediately, and they did not. That worries me a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think the next phone call, if, if you see some of these backup corners, these young guys struggle in the preseason, and they're going to get extended reps. I mean, you know, just because of the nature of the beast, they're going to get a ton of extended reps. And especially some of those, I mean, Darius Phillips and, and, uh, and Devontae Harris, they're going to get a ton of reps because Tony McRae is still out. Sojourn Shelton's still out. You're not going to play your main three guys very much, at least in the first couple of preseason games. So they're going to get a lot of snaps. And uh, if they don't perform well, then you have to start wondering, all right, we, we need a veteran backup in here. And, and the phone call has to go to probably Adam Jones. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Uh, one last Bengals question for you, and it has to do with the quarterback position. For the first time in quite some time, the Bengals don't have a clear-cut, bona fide backup behind Andy. What, have, what do you make so far of the competition to be the number two quarterback so far? Yeah, it was, it was funny. I talked to Alex Van Pelt, the quarterback coach, and, and Bill Lazor last week and, and kind of did a, a preview story on them because I thought they were kind of the story heading into the, the mock game. And both um, talked about how they, they thought they'd done a good job. They liked their accuracy and left me scratching my head a little bit. But, hey, I'm going to take their word for it. That's what they believe and that's what they think. Okay. And, and then uh, I thought both had some pretty good moments throwing the football on, on Saturday. Barkley was 11 of 20, and that includes – Actually, two Adams, uh, two John Ross drops. One was in traffic, but two drops and one throwaway. So that had a nine completion incompletions. I mean, three of them are really not him. Um, you know, Driscoll threw a beautiful deep ball to uh, to Kermit Whitfield for a touchdown. I, I didn't even know he kind of had that that kind of arm in him to be honest with you. But he put it right on the money, and it wasn't against the backups. It was against Drake Patrick, William Jackson the third, and George Iloka in zone coverage, and he threw a perfect pass. So that. That that made me think, okay, maybe they can find one of these two guys to, to be the guy. Um, track record shows Matt Barkley's not done much in his 11 games in the league, um, 18 interceptions, eight touchdown passes in, in those 11 games. Jeff Driscoll's never taken a regular season NFL snap. So I, I think that's what, that is one of the storylines as we watch preseason evolve is, is when – it gets live and people are blitzing you and you probably have to make quicker decisions and um, all those things that, that come into play. How, how do they handle it? Um, if they don't, then, uh, boy, you better be holding your breath. Andy Dalton takes every snap this season, basically. That is Richard Skinner of Local 12 and Local12.com. He joined me earlier today on ESPN 1530. I thought a lot of what he said was worth playing here for you on the Locked On Bengals podcast. And, look, the Billy Price stuff, he's got to figure it out. There's just no other option. 
Um, but I would be more concerned still with who plays right tackle. Who is it going to be? And, and Thursday is going to be a good gauge, give us a good barometer of where these players are, where this team is, um, and, and where the line is. I think we'll start to be able to see it. And, and there's a, a lot of questions. We'll get into them as the week goes on. But uh, so far, I like what I've seen as a whole from Bengals training camp. Ross's drops concerning, some of the offensive line stuff concerning, Billy Price concerning. Overall, though, I like what I've seen. And we're going to get to my interviews with William Jackson III. Also caught up with Mark Walton, the uh, the rookie running back out of the University of Miami. But first, look, I hate, hate, hate having to wake up in the morning, find, find a, a bunch of stuff to put in my gym bag. And I love going to the gym. But then you drive to the gym, and then you realize you forget something. There's been times I forgot a towel when I plan on showering at the gym. That's brutal. Uh, it's just awful. It, it, there's times where you forget your headphones. You ever done that? That's the worst. You don't have to worry about any of that with Nordic Track. You can work out in the comforts of your own home. You can bring that gym to you with Nordic Track and their products. They have a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. Treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, strength training, all different types of stuff at NordicTrack.com. You can join a high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door, and it's perfect for when it gets colder. There's nothing worse than having to wake up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym. I'd much rather wake up and stay in my nice, warm, cozy house and still get a great workout. You can start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross trainings on the shore of Thailand or work out on the African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. And there's a special offer for Locked on Bengals listeners. You get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on. Also use the offer code locked on. Again, that's N-O-R-D-I-C-T-R-A-C-K dot com slash locked on and use offer code locked on during checkout to save $75 off your purchase. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I caught up with William Jackson III. And last week, if you follow me on Twitter, I've went back and forth on whether or not I should buy Madden. Antonio Brown is on the cover. I asked William Jackson III about Madden. We talked about what he does in his downtime and so much more. Here's the Bengals lockdown cornerback. We need to come up with a nickname for him. Revis Island was really good. What kind of nickname can we have? And no, it can't be Action Jackson. Everybody named Jackson has been nicknamed Action forever. Let's fix that. What what should William Jackson III's nickname be? Uh, I'll leave that up to you guys. But first, here's my interview with William Jackson III. How has uh, training camp gone so far, and how much are you looking forward to putting the, the actual uniform on and getting ready for, for Thursday? Uh, it's been a great camp so far. I mean, we, everybody have things to work on. But other than that, we're just ready to go out and have fun and compete on Thursday. 
Is it exciting to, to see this pass rush? Uh, it has it's been from my perspective at least, but as a corner knowing that you're going to have guys getting after the quarterback, which could mean you getting more opportunities to create turnovers like Terrell Austin stresses? Oh, yeah, it, it'll be great, man. we got some great guys on the defensive line. Oh, They've been here many years and been doing great, so I'm just ready to go out there and see what they do and see what the whole secondary do as a, t- a unit. You you look at this uh, this secondary and it's it's you Darquez and Dre obviously is, are, are the three that have been here for quite some time. But after that, it's it's youth or, or a mixture of of players who, who haven't played much in the past. What have you seen from uh, the young cornerbacks? Oh, they all great, man. You know, everybody have things to learn on this level. Even the veterans learning. So they they doing real good and real great. So I'm just ready to see them play Thursday. It should be exciting, though. Yeah, absolutely. In the locker room with William Jackson III, what's it like uh, and what's it been like going up against A.J. Green in camp? It seems like you guys have been matched up together a lot. Oh, brutal. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. It's been a real uh, grind and getting better. I mean, A.J. a great receiver. He wins some, I win some. So as long as we battling, he's just making me better every day. That's probably a good thing long term, though, right? I mean, I, I, I think with the same way with the defensive line going up against the offensive line, if you guys can make each other better and make make life hard on each other when when Sundays come, it'll be uh, it'll be beneficial. Yeah, he definitely making it. We definitely battling through uh, training camp a lot. So, lucky we doing that. And I know he like top two receiver, top three receiver. So, it's fun going against him. What do you do to? When you take a second away from football, is there anything you do, especially during training camp? I know it can be a grind, but what do you do? What hobbies, what things do you do to take your mind off of football? Well, my mind is on football constantly, actually. <laughs> All I'm doing is think about football, go home and watch film, and just just keep football real close. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you watch the Hall of Fame speeches over the weekend? Of course not. No? no you I, didn't, you didn't. I, never, I didn't uh, get a chance to watch it, but it was a pretty great players that went into that, so hopefully I can get there one day. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last question for you. Madden's about to come out. It's set to come out later this week. Uh, are you a Madden player? Yeah, I play Madden, but I got AB on the cover, so I might not get it. That's what I was wondering. I was going to ask you that. Should Bengals fans, how should they How should they do it? I've seen, have you seen there's a, uh, a picture of you and Brown together on a, a I assume a Bengals fan made this, but it's you batting the ball away from Brown right. on the cover. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I did. I did. So you could just do that, that and, and print it out and yeah. put it on there. I think I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Good stuff there from William Jackson the third, And, yeah, it's it's funny. He admitted that the AB's on the cover. I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want it at all. Uh, one person who might want to buy Madden, and I didn't ask him, but Mark Walton. It's a first year. He'll be in Madden. He's a rookie. Fourth-round pick out of Miami. The coaches, I'll tell you this, the coaches are still very high on Mark Walton. They were high on him on draft day. They were high on him during minicamp. They're high on him during OTAs, and they're certainly high on him now. I talked to Mark Walton about getting settled in Cincinnati, what training camp is like now in the pros versus what it was in college, and so much more. Here's my conversation with Bengals rookie Mark Walton. In the Bengals locker room with Mark Walton. Mark, uh, obviously this is your first NFL training camp. How's it treated you so far? Uh, training camp, I'm doing well, you know, just – trying to stay dialed in we, every, every week you know it, it get a little tough um, your leg is starting to hurt you know just trying to take up my body and, and just hydrate and just try to stay uh, stay ahead of the game how hard is an NFL training camp versus uh, what training camp was like for you in college uh, you know you got more means you got you got installs coming in every day you know it's a, it's a big load of them which is whether it's protection runs or or passes you just gotta you know you gotta learn your stuff and also you got special teams you just gotta really gotta be 
be on point. Everything you just got to go back at, at nighttime when you when you come, when you come from meetings here. And when you get back to the hotel, you got to start back getting in your playbook, whether it's special teams or on offense. Is it fair to say that mentally the the NFL camp it's it's harder? But from a physical standpoint, I know at least at the University of Cincinnati, they have two-a-days. So physically it might be more demanding in college, but mentally it's, it's more challenging in the league. Uh, mentally, you know, it's kind of really tough because, like, like I said, you got all the installs coming in every day. And also as a physical point, you just got to try to take up every, every time you get a little off, like an hour break, you got to take care of whether you want to sit in the ice or going on, on, on hyper boots. And you just got to try to take care of your body any way you can right now. We got we basically we got walkthroughs in the morning. That's count as a practice. So I won't say as a physical part, but I, I think college what it really got over is more. I think more like 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 you say physical part. We don't we don't really hit as much as we did in college. So big difference. In the locker room with Mark Walton. Mark, obviously you're in a very talented uh, running backs room. I mean you got Joe Mixon, Giovanni Bernard. What have you learned from them so far during this process? I learned from them guys, you know, being patient and sending creases, you know, the cutback lanes, you know, just watching them guys go with their ones and twos. And just, I'm just trying to just, when I, whenever I get my number call, I'm just trying not to be a drop-off from them guys. So I know them guys are a great, talented group, and I'm just trying to um, continue with them guys. Obviously, you take the field on Thursday. It'll be your first preseason game. How, how much are you looking forward to, to putting on that jersey, putting on the, the game jersey, and, and walking out there at Paul Brown Stadium and playing? I'm looking forward to Thursday night, you know, playing against um, the Bears for the first preseason game of my NFL career. You know, you get to, you get to go against your, your defense every day. Now you get to go against another opponent, you know, at a high, te- high tempo and um, real game speed. So I'm just waiting to see how I feel. What have you seen from, uh, speaking of the defense, from the Bengals' defense and, and, and your guys' defensive line? It seems like they've uh, certainly had some success early on, and they're loaded up front with Geno and Carl Lawson and Carlos Dunlap. You know, you just in front of the D line group, you know, them guys, they got their high motors like, you know, Geno Atkins, you know, very big dude, powerful, you know, he can shed blocks and also with pass protection sometimes he get he get up on a, in the backfield. So we just got to try to chip him a little bit from the quarterback. You know, got Carl Lawson, very speed, speed off the edge, you know, he quick with his moves and, um, you know, he's he very aggressive and Dunlap, uh, a very aggressive guy, like to stop the run. And, um, you know, them guys are challenging every day going against them, but I think they're preparing us for. The game time and on Thursdays the show. I know when we talked during OTAs, you hadn't really gotten settled yet. You were just all things football and, and, and so focused. Have you gotten settled in Cincinnati a little bit? Yeah, I got a place up here now. Um, you know, my, my family up here. So I'm pretty much settled down up here. What do you think of the city so far? I mean, it's pretty cool. You know, um, it's only big difference is that around like seven o'clock the sun's still out, so that's that's a huge change for me in Miami. The sun will be down, so it get kind of dark um, later up here. So. Just trying to adjust to that. And other than that, I think it's a great city, great place to be at, and a great place to work. Mark, I appreciate the time. Good luck Thursday. Thank you. That's Mark Walton, former University of Miami running back, now Cincinnati Bengal. I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see how he does. I'm excited to see how the young corners do. I, I talked with William about that a little bit. and William's not going to say anything. I am worried, like Richard is, about the second half of that cornerback room. After Dre and Darquez, who is it going to be? Uh, we'll get our first look at that on Thursday. I was unable to make it to practice today because of uh, some obligations that I have um, as far as uh, on the radio side goes. That's why I'm here in studio. But I'll be back at practice tomorrow, be back at it in the Bengals locker room tomorrow, and we will have another Locked on Bengals podcast in store tomorrow with uh, training camp coverage, the recaps, and everything that we've done recently. Thank you so much for following. There's been a lot of new followers. And by the way, shout out to everybody who wished me a happy birthday yesterday. I appreciate that. I do. 
You guys are the best. And uh, I'm hoping to bring you the uh, best Bengals coverage that I can. And um, there's something tomorrow I want to reach out to you guys about and ask about. It has to do with my my weekly interviews during the season. I have a few different ideas to get creative with it. And uh, I'm going to throw them out there. Hopefully I remember. Hopefully I remember to throw them out there. That's the plan, though. I'll be at camp, and maybe someone will say something, and it'll derail my mind. Oh, by the way, today I didn't react to it much because I don't think it's that big of news. Vontez Perfect was cleared, which was going to happen at some point. I don't expect him to play Thursday. I don't really think it's a big deal. He's suspended. You know, Should he play in the preseason? I don't know. I don't know if it matters. He's going to have a month off before he plays in a regular season game anyways. I'm James Rapine. Have a great day until tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.